Hello, Nomads. Welcome to episode 10 of the Nomads of Fantasy... Nomads of Fantasy Podcast. And I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Good start. Uh, my name is Brandon. I am the host of this show. And I am with Eric and Dave. Eric, say hello. What's going on? And I said say hello. You did not. Oh, hi. You refuse to say what I told you to say. It's going against the grain. I don't grain. have to listen to you. I don't have to listen to you. Enough of you. Silence. Dave, may, would you please say hello? Hello, internet. It is Dave. Welcome. Well, yes, we're having a banger of a time. We're uh, we're actually on a day away from when we usually do it. We usually re- record on Thursdays, and today's a Friday. So I think we're cutting a little loose today. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> But yeah, uh, and we're a little excited because we've been cracking out on indie video games since we last recorded. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Indie video games. Um, Independent video games. Yeah, not Indiana Jones games. Uh, like on the Atari <laughs> That could be a good podcast, yeah, though. I don't know. Uh, Is there any good Indiana about. Jones video games out there? I've never played a single one of them. There's supposed to be one coming out, though, right? An well, actual yeah. Indiana Jones. Bethesda's game. about to put one out now. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, but no, we're talking indie independent games. Like on PC, there were a couple good ones back in the day, but. Yeah. Uh, and Eric, you probably could give us a definition of it. Actually, let's catch up. What have you guys been up to? I know this is something we like to do. So, yeah, Eric, what have you been doing? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? I probably know. It's Ghost of Tsushima, right? Yeah, it's going to be a quick one for me. It's Ghost of Tsushima. Still cranking on that. I'm pretty obsessed with that still. Um, It's got its hooks in me. Uh, It's I don't know. It's nice. I feel like it's been a while since a game, especially an open world game, has had its hooks in me like this. Um, I feel like a lot of times I fall off open world games just because, I don't know, I get overwhelmed. They take so long to you know, finish sometimes. I was on Horizon for a while, Horizon Zero Dawn, but I fell off that a little bit. Um, mm. But this one, this one I could see me finishing uh, through. I mean, it's, you know, I'm probably, I think I'm like 15 hours in, so I probably have about 10 hours left. Um, and they just announced the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut also coming out uh, for PS4 and PS5. I, I saw that. Yeah, so... Is there anything cool in there? Is there DLC for that? Yeah, it adds, like, an entire new island, um, a bunch of new story content, uh, so that's really exciting. And, it, and then it has, like, PS5 enhancements, um, all that type of stuff, some, like, quality of life improvements. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. I mean, it's a... For PS5, it's, like, a $30 upgrade, but for me, it's worth it, because, I mean, I only bought the game for 30 bucks, anyways, so... I mean, it equals out there to you gotta an even pay 60. for the upgrade. Yeah, I mean, it comes with extra content, you know, extra DLC. So, I mean, it's like paying for another story DLC and like, you know, fair. Assassin's well, Creed fair. Odyssey or something. You know, they got all their story DLC. But yeah, I'm excited for that. That's 
about all I've been playing besides what we're going to talk about. You know, I revisited a couple of the indie games that I'm going to mention, but yes. I'll save that for the uh, the later section. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Or did you have something else? No, I was just going to mention watching uh, about halfway through season five of My Hero Academia. Oh. Um, got the shirt on and everything. I saw that representing. So it's good. It's good stuff. But that's it for me. Nice. It's not bad. It was just a holiday, so I didn't get much in either. Um, play a little yeah, bit. Dave of, hosted a wedding at his house of some kind, right? Yeah, that was it. That was pretty intense, but took up most of my week. So it turns out having a wedding at your house is no small ordeal. Sounds like hell. Um, <laughs> no, it was fun. A lot of fam time, but. Uh, I did get in a little bit of Stardew with the kids one day, um, played a bit of that, and I got back into Fallout 76 on a couple of those short nights that I had a little bit of time. It's something I just wanted to jump into and play, because uh, I was going to get into ESO again, but uh, that one I had to update, so I uh, When's that uh, new there? stuff, new 76 stuff come out, like the Brotherhood of Steel just, stuff? There's more stuff just came out. Uh, Reign of Steel, Reign oh, is that of something. It? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that just came out, too, but I haven't quite gotten into that section of the DLC, but I've been cracking out on a, a phone game, if I can mm. throw that in here, too. We don't yeah, really talk about it. phone games, but it's just an idle clicker. It's a good time waster when you just want to turn your brain off, but, you know, you watch A go up, you buy B, and then you combine A and B, and you get C, but it's called... Idle Apocalypse, where you're the bad guy. <laughs> cool name. Yeah. And you're just, uh, you're churning out like goblins and bats and skeletons and stuff to go fight heroes. But as you like upgrade them, you know, you unlock the next one and it just keeps going. And then you eventually trigger an apocalypse, try and murder everything. And then the whole world resets. And then you kind of start it all over again with, you know, some different stuff. So it's just been a fun little time waster. But, uh, I haven't really been, you know, have family in town, so watched a couple Harry Potters, all that kind of those uh, nice little filler movies. Filler at this point because I've seen them like a thousand times. But that uh, that's, uh <clears throat> Idol Apocalypse artwork is really good. I'm I just googled it and I'm just catching up on that game and it. Yeah, it's very pixel pixel graphic-y. I I play just I love mm-hmm. that. Ugh. But yeah, that's a cool little one. There's not, there's like no ads in it unless you like really want ads, unless, you know, you can speed up timers if you watch a 30 second thing or, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was pretty good, but not too much. I've still got to catch up on Loki. I'm one behind now and uh, oh. not too much on the hopper, but. Damn. Okay. Cause that's what I was going to talk about. I watched the latest episode of, of Loki. Four? Five. Yeah. Four. I didn't like it. No, I did not like the episode. I did not like it. I, it be, you haven't watched it, so I won't say why I didn't like it. Uh, it was all over the place. I really liked episode one and two. I thought, again, this is like a cool concept, like with WandaVision, which is cool. It was just different. I was like, OK, I can get behind this. It's weird, but I'm here for the ride. And then, like, you know how I had my concerns once they kind of revealed who that woman character was? I was like, all right. And it's honestly, it's not her. It's just the storyline where it goes after meeting her. That's 
my, what my, I, now that I know what my concerns were and it's, I, I would be curious, you know what we'll do though? Um, we'll do a Loki review probably, um, on the show of some capacity, uh, and we can talk about it then. Uh, Eric, are you watching it at all or? No, I'm going to have to end up binging that, uh, like I did with Invincible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. No, I yeah. haven't watched any of that yet, but I'm, I'm planning to, it's, it's on my short list of, uh, shows to watch. Although I'll say if you are a Loki fan, if you're a um, Marvel fan, like you've read the comics and you're aware of all the things that are going on with just, I don't know, with the whole the whole collection of Marvel comics and all the stories that are back in there, uh, I think you'll probably have a blast. Like I learned, um, there's a little, I'm not to ruin it, but like there's an Easter egg of a character and it's like a Thor, but it's like a frog. So it's like, Throg, I think it's what his name is. It's like a Thorfrog. I guess that's a character in the comics in some capacity, but he has a brief scene. Yeah, so to me, I think it's like a tribute to fans. I just, it just fell flat on me. I didn't like a lot of the stuff that I saw in it, really. The ending was like kind of cool, I guess, but whatever. Anyway, that's enough of it. So, um, okay, yeah. And I didn't really play anything because I played indie games. Anything else good? No, unless you talk about the usual, sh- you know, like Warzone. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting back into Halo, you know. Um, nice. Oh, no, hold on real quick, though. Real quick, actually. There is a game on my Xbox. It came out in the 360. I don't know how I got it. Gold probably gave it to me for free. I didn't buy it. No, it's not a Game Pass. And it's called, like, Uprising. And it's a... Uh, Something uprising, hardcore uprising, uprising hardcore, something like that. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw that. It's a Konami game, but it's a Contra ripoff mm. with like way more. Dude, it's a Contra ripoff, and I, I was like, oh my god, I've had a Contra clone on my Xbox this whole time with like more modern graphics. I don't know, it's kind of got this anime look to it. <laughs> the first boss at the end of the first level is just like, just like Contra. They even do that big you know, wavy kind of thing where you hit the football like thing and it falls down. You get the the, the guns are cool. Um, just more of a modern Contra. But yeah, Uprising is like the main name in the game. So I don't know. If you like Contra, check that. Does that I have online on it? Is that I, local? I don't know. Honestly, I just discovered this the other day. My kid and I were just crushing through all the games on, on my uh, my Xbox and just picking things out. Like, never played this. Let's try it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he liked it. So I'm kind of pumped to play more of it with him. But yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Nice. Indie games, uh, ind- independent games, games that were, you know what, Eric, why don't you define what we mean when we when we say independent games? Um, I mean, we were discussing this a little bit in Discord uh, about what defines an, an independent video game. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of gray area there, but what I consider to be an indie game is a video game developed um it could either be developed by developed and published by the same studio like self-published or developed by an independent studio and published by an independent publisher or another independent studio and when we say independent we mean 
that this uh, studio isn't owned by, you know, a huge corporation like Sony or Microsoft or, you know, Nintendo or anything like that. Um, those would fall into like the AAA space. Uh, and what makes indie games so special is, you know, creating something super unique and uh, creative with, you know, limited budget, a small team, um, and, you know, just seeing what can come out of uh, just a passion project. Um, and that's that's a lot, a lot of what indie games are, is just passion projects. Like they make what they want to make. There's no, you know, big corporate big wigs at the top. Mr. Moneybags EA over there trying to tell you know, these developers <laughs> what to make. Loot boxes. They just make exactly. Yeah. They make what yep. they want to make. They put it out there and hope people like it. So that, that's kind of the spirit yeah. of uh, independent uh, development. I think development. musicians can relate to that whole thing too. And I, 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 it, I mean, I'm the guy that has a degree, like a bachelor's degree in fine arts, you know, I'm a designer by trade. Like that's, you're talking to a creative person, and I, I fully support it. I think that's why I wanted to do this topic, just because the the creativity and the innovation they bring to the industry is just, I don't know, not enough people talk about, maybe they do, but I was I feel looking like at... there has been a genesis of indie games in recent years. Like, we're seeing yeah. more and more indie games in, like, you know, Game of the Year talks and, um, you know, talking about indie games on the biggest you know gaming podcasts we i mean you still don't see them on like obviously ads on like tv and stuff but they're getting a lot more attention than they than they used to when they first oh games like hades i think is get buzz and hades is a good example yeah i mean that that one blew up that that's been huge and i actually did see like an ad for that on like you know, YouTube ads and stuff like that. So that I feel like that yeah. one is huge. The Outer Wilds people were hemming and hawing yep, about another, it for their game of the year for a while. And I mean, I played it, oh, but I didn't think it was, didn't hook it's me. It's an but, interesting um, game. No, but like Minecraft. I mean, good lord, you know. Actually, it's funny because like the indie games are the ones usually that blow up the biggest, right? It's like PUBG. Uh, that was huge out of nowhere for a while. Um, you know, so yeah, it's it's yeah. like the passion that drives. Sometimes, these things. yeah, you don't get the hype for a lot yeah, of them. Exactly. That, like, a good idea. Like, you a good don't. Idea. You don't see it coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I I think and, that's I think that's what it is. But I, you know, so here's a question though. But do you look at like Team Seventeen and De- uh, Devolver Digital as still okay under the Indo- independent um, title because that's it's more of a it's a larger effort, but it still respects the, the right. independent developer. There's just a bigger platform. They I think, just get a cut, I guess, because of the publisher. Yeah, I think they definitely have. Devolver. I mean, Devolver has to be like the biggest publisher of indie games today. Like everything. You see tons of indie more games than Team 17. Digital. I, I feel like I see Devolver way more, but I mean, I could think of a ton of. True. I mean, they go on E3. <laughs> Right, exactly. I mean, they have, yeah, they have their own like E3 conference now. Um, but like you said, I feel like they still respect the. Especially uh, nowadays. I see them yeah. all over the place. People, you know, publishers like them still respect the spirit of the indies. Like they give, the, I feel like a very important part of independent game development is giving developers um, 
100% like creative freedom to do whatever they want. And then the publisher just comes in and distributes it and puts it out there and might give them some funding. But uh, 100% creative freedom, I think, is uh, a very important part of indie development. Yeah. What do you have to say about that, Dave? Um, no, there's a couple of mine that a couple of mine that like went between like there's a couple of weird ones that are like, I don't know, they got popular and then they got re-released or their company got scooped up or all sorts of stuff. So um, I didn't put mine in specific order, but I guess I can start. If Yeah, we'll just go around and say, yeah. Say yeah, we, we used to have five that we picked to kind of keep this under control because we've played so many amazing uh, independent games. So we could go on and on. But yeah, Eric was like, let's 15 is a good number. And I agree. So that's five each. But yeah, Dave, kick us technically, off. I did, what do you got? Technically, I did rank mine, but that's whatever. It doesn't have to be. Oh, I know, didn't. In regards to ranking. But yeah, Dave, kick it off. Uh, uh, we'll start off with one of my, I don't know, one of my earlier favorites, um, uh, came out on 360, uh, Bastion, uh, by Supergiant Games, which mm-hmm. they've gotten yep. a, they've gotten a lot more, uh, visibility over the years, um, with their next couple releases, but they, um, oh, I should start with, uh, Bastion is a action role-playing game, um, you're looking at a, I guess it's like the kid from an isometric view, and it's, uh, you know, you're dodging, you're rolling, you're swinging, you're collecting awesome weapons, you're leveling up stuff. But the coolest part about it, yeah, is the it's like a hand painted kind of artwork, and then there is a uh, dynamic narrator that uh, reacts to stuff that's going on on the screen, or if you're standing around, he'll start making commentary about how the kid just stood around and did nothing, but. The dynamic narrator yeah, okay. and the art style guys, on that I, one is I super brought good. this up to you about that narrator. Yeah. You like that? Okay, because I that was my turn off to the game. I love the game. I want to go back I and finish it, it, but I was it's got like, like a Western like sound to it, kind of. I remember um, liking that. Oh, that's a lot. what I mean, trying to do. I played it relatively recently, like a couple years ago. I remember, I mean, when it first came out, it was like revolutionary. Like no game had ever really done that before. And you don't really see many games attempting to do that these days. Um, but I oh no, it is a cool concept. I I I remembered enjoying it. I never I don't remember ever getting annoyed um, with the narrator. I thought it was like charming. It was kind of a goal when I was playing through that to like get him to say all these different lines by doing different things. I remember trying to do that. Oh really? And it wasn't the gameplay, and it wasn't like anything crazy. It was just more like you know standard like you know like character action, action game yeah yeah so but the story in it was kind of unique were cool the, yeah everything in it was pretty unique to from like the story to the artwork to like you said the narrator they didn't do that kind of stuff back then so that was my first one yeah get it choice. get it out there who's nice. up? what about you eric uh yeah so my number five is uh steam world heist which i don't think either of you guys have played have you Played SteamWorld Dig, uh, yeah, but not, not dig, the, dig, not yeah, the dig. heist. Well, the, the heist the 2D is a completely different platform. game. Um, oh, okay. So there's a whole SteamWorld series, and they're all each um, game is like a different genre. Essentially, this is what I love about this developer. Developers Image and Form, by the way, um, and I, I believe they self are also self published, uh, but. 
This game came out in 2015, originally for the the uh, 3DS, I believe, um, but it's pretty much out on everything nowadays. Um, but yeah, this game. Uh, so the the easiest way to describe what this game is is it's like a 2D XCOM basically. Um, so it's like a turn-based uh, shooter. So you're you know you kind of going through the Dave little- game. Yeah, it, it's super. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever played XCOM, you know the basic idea of it. Um, but it's in a two-dimensional space, which I thought it was really interesting because that's the that was like the genesis of the idea for this game was like they were arguing one night over like, is it possible to make a 2D version of XCOM? And then they just decided <laughs> to make this game. So you're talking like 2D, like side view or like top down? Yep. Nope, side it's view. side view, side okay. yeah. side scrolling view. Uh, yeah, I'm um, looking at images of it. Yep, yep. So it's cool looking. Yeah, it's I love the like the art style of all these Steam World games. It's like steampunk aesthetic, um, and you know all the characters are robots. This is like post apocalyptic after like humans have already destroyed the Earth, and basically these machines like rise up. And this this game takes in the Steam World timeline. It takes place like last. So Earth is destroyed. The whole premise is they have to go into space and you're following these like you play as these space pirates, um, like smugglers. You're going around to these different enemy ships and you basically the way you fight them is through these turn based combat. So you got to like line up your shots. Um, There's all these like the weapon selection and upgrades is just fantastic. The story and the writing is funny. I, I feel like I always like the writing in the the steam world games um but yeah i i just have a certain affinity for this developer and i think I've i think heard good things about that game specifically yeah 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 heist i like i really like all the steam world games steam world the dig one and especially dig two this was it was a hard choice between dig two steam world dig two and steam world heist because those games are like super on par with each other for me but i just like this um style of game better like the turn-based strategy type game which there's another game on my list that is also turn-based strategy but we can get to that later um but yes yeah i i think as a as a whole this is their image and form are definitely one of my favorite indie developers um and i yeah that's that's kind of what i have to say about that what you brandon what you got first uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of ease myself into, I got three juicy ones and then two kind of whatever, but over, overcooked, um, technically is an independent game. I know it's, uh, published by team 17, but it was developed by uh, ghost ghost town games and, uh, overcooked has two games in the series overcooked and overcooked two. And I'm lumping them together because they're basically the same game. If you play the first one, the second one is because the first one's amazing. And the second one is just more of the first one. And it has like the throw mechanic. So real quick, it's a party game. Think Nintendo. Think about the polish that you get with a Nintendo game. That's what they did with Overcooked. It's technically one player to four player, but I think two to four players where you really want to play this game. And all you do is just cook meals and each level is a kitchen and uh, things happen. 
in the level. I don't want to ruin it because it's kind of fun. Just kind of know it's like this really cool. Everybody kind of has a role. There's all these different moving parts and the kitchen will have things happening in it that will throw you off. It's, it's awesome. It's kind of cartoony, but again, it's like a Nintendo kind of polish. So just go with it. I honestly, I haven't met one person, child or adult, gamer, non-gamer, who has not liked that game. Even the first few levels is enough for somebody. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, hey, just like the first 12 levels anybody can handle if somebody's with them that knows what they're mm-hmm. doing. It's so fun, dude. But yeah, I want to put that out there because they so deserve it. Yeah. So good job, Ghost Team uh, Ghost Team uh, Games. Yeah, we talked about that. I don't know what else they made, but... I, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's just those two games because I haven't heard anything. But yeah, we talked about that on our co-op episode too and amazing co-op game, especially couch co-op. You know, four people I think is the way to go. Um, I think yeah, four people so helps I, with that I, one I too because I play with it. I try playing that one with the wife and you're good for like the first 15 levels and then it starts to get a little too complex and mm-hmm. that's where you need those other two extra people exactly. to kind of extra set of hands in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes a character will be like alone or they'll sometimes two are here and two are there people are in specific isolated areas so you kind of have to get your shit together (laughs) and some of the harder levels yeah uh all right right, dave uh what about you what do you have for your number two uh next i wanted to bring up uh i tried to pick like like good experiences these are kind of very different um super hot came out uh super hot Came back out in 2016. Oh, such a good game. Windows, uh, Xbox, came out in 2017 on PlayStation, came out on Oculus, came out on Switch. I got to give, yeah, I got to give a shout out to the VR version too. I don't know if you you guys have played that, but oh, so fucking good. Like, it's got to be amazing. Yeah. That's the first version of that game that I played. I played like the original version after the VR version. Oh, okay. And I didn't, I didn't realize that they're basically two completely different games. Like the scenarios are completely different. Like they, they made a, they built an entire game around the idea of VR um, from the original idea. And it, like smart it's it was so cool going back to the original after playing the vr version just to see like kind of where it came from and i mean smart team both are so so fun but well should give it a a little grounding it's a first person shooter uh and basically only time moves when you move so gives you time to you know assess assess the situation kind of plan out your moves it's kind of like a strategy first person shooter. We it's weirdly mm-hmm. something yeah. like that, but um, it's very minimal art style. Everything's like black and white, and then the enemies are in red, so they just stick right out. And you basically go through these certain scenarios, more or less, and then I don't know. The story evolves as you go through it. It's kind of Matrixy kind of stuff, which is crazy. But yeah, yeah. It's, that one was cool. super unique. You're not going to find anything like that out there that's definitely worth worth scooping and playing it it gets pretty tough too like that last level took me a while to to i'm on the last level and i stopped i gotta go back and i'm like (laughs) god damn it i gotta go back to that game a while level there's an elevator scene an elevator scene is a good one that was so tough i that was the first time i had to take a break from the game but yeah like the vr version if you guys can ever like get your hands on something to try out the VR. It it literally it makes you feel like you're Neo or John Wick or something. So when you move your doing, head, does yeah. time move? 
Yes, that's how okay. it does it. Instead of like the controller, you move your head and then whenever you move your head, time moves. So you can literally watch a bullet like going past you in slow motion. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> coolest thing ever. It's like you're like fucking sweet. Neo. Yeah, it's so cool. All right, that's my number two. What you got, Eric? All right. Um, so my next one. Barbie. Te- technically, my number four is... Uh, <laughs> I feel like mine, you guys... I, th- I feel like only one game on my list... Well, you, you played SteamWorld, but most of these games you guys haven't played. Golf Story is my number four. No, I have not. And that's, a, I mean, that's, that's a Switch one, right? But I've heard good things about it. That's exclusive to Switch, yeah. Um, wah, wah. So basically, the uh, uh, let's see, let's start with the uh, so developer is um, Sidebar Games, developed and published by Sidebar Games. Um, I think this was their debut title, if I'm not mistaken, um, and their only one to date. They're actually working on a sequel to Golf Story, but I'll get into that after I talk about the actual game. Uh, came out in 2018. Um, and Looks like it came out in the '90s. It has like that n- Super Nintendo. Yeah, too. I love it. So this, um, if you've ever played the, we were talking about Mario Golf on the last episode, which is funny, because this is like an homage to the Mario Golf Advance Tour on um, Game Boy Advance. So it's it's basically a golf RPG. Um, so yeah, but it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot more RPG than golf. I would say. And they they use the golf mechanics in a really smart way. Um, So like, I mean, anytime you can either you can there's a button to literally throw your ball uh, at people or, you know, to solve these different puzzles. You can drop a ball down like anywhere. You don't have to be out on the course. You can drop it anywhere and hit a shot at something. Um, And the way they use those mechanics is to like solve different puzzles. So say there's like a switch like behind a gate. You can drop a ball down and hit a shot and to flip a switch to open a door like they use the mechanic, the golfing mechanics in really smart ways to like fit in this RPG story. And like the story is fun, like the writing is good. The pixel art is amazing, like everything about this game is just so good. Um, And they, you know, they introduce like other sports like Frisbee golf. like I don't know, there's just a ton of variety in this game, and like I think you're selling RPG this game to me. Are fun. What, what is it? Sixty bucks? No, no, it's an indie game, so it's cheaper. Oh, uh, that's right. I want to say it's like thirty or something. Okay, um, I'd, I'd rather give thirty to an independent developer. I don't mind that. I just spent fifteen dollars on Night Squad Two last night. I forget who makes it, but there you go, guys. Fifteen buckaroos. Dude, yeah, it's it's so it's so good. I would highly recommend it. If it, I mean, if you have any interest at all, I don't know, like even if you're not into um, golf games, you know, like I feels like a perfect Switch game. It is, dude. That's my question. I I see the screens here. How much golf is actually in this golf game? In in golf story. So, So there are basically. I mean, it's your typical like golf story. Like you're, you know, you trying to uh you're a rookie and you want to work your way up to the pros all this stuff um i don't remember the story exactly it's been a while since i played it but um you're mostly going around like solving puzzles uh trying to progress in the story um 
and there are these like tournaments that you compete in and that's where the actual like real golf comes in um but yeah it's it's basically an rpg with a golf wrapping i would say Hmm. um so i mean brandon this game's 15 bucks buy it you should buy it yeah no i love it i i love that it it the the title of it is perfect too it's golf and it's a story exactly it's it's like no i love it yeah i i've i keep forgetting that this game exists um dude it's so it good. looks it, so charming. It's it I think it looks it, like Stardew Valley or something like that. Yeah, a little bit. It has that, that's what I yeah, it's that aesthetic. Right like the animations and like uh pixel art is amazing. Um but yeah. I'm a sucker for pixel art, man. You yeah, you should try this one out and tell me what you think. There's there's a sequel coming out, which I'm super excited for. Um it's called Sports Story. Uh so they're expanding they it's been delayed. I think a couple of times because they're kind of like going crazy with the sequel. So they're adding like, instead of just golf, they're adding like tennis and soccer and uh, a bunch of other different sports. Like they made an entire campaign around like this tennis game. Um, so they've kind of like bit off a little bit more than they can choose. They they deleted a little bit, but I'll I'll wait for Eh, I'd yeah. rather just. I'd depends rather. Depends. I guess thing. depends how they all rope it all in there, but. But yeah, I'm. That sounds I'm super cool. Excited for the sequel, Golf Story. One of my favorite games. Like I, I booted it up today just to uh, get a feel, you know, just to remember and get the mechanics down and everything. And it makes me want to like start a new game. I don't hundred percent games often, but this one I actually did. Like I got everything. I did everything you can do. I got you know all the. Wow top trophies all the upgrades everything so hmm. i i was obsessed with that game and it i think i only clocked in like 100 percenting it i clocked in at like 18 hours so it's not super long um but it makes me want to do a, another run at that game i like that game a lot yeah uh i've heard nothing but good things my second pick is n plus and I'm aware that N Plus came out in 2004 originally, but uh, I played. So it came out in N, as N in 2004, and then it came out as N Plus in 2008. And I think it was just kind of like uh, maybe I think it was like an old. Oh, it was a Flash game. It was a Flash game, and then it evolved into something that went onto console. So I, on my 360, I played it, and it was called N Plus. It was made by. Uh, MetaNet software. Horrible name. Sorry, guys, but yeah, that name is lame. Or maybe it's cool. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's lame. Uh, MetaNet software. Software is what you... Ah, whatever, sorry. Don't make fun of these guys. I know. Well, whatever. Uh, the name doesn't matter. The game is so fun. Have you guys played N+, Plus or N++, yes. Plus, the, the new one that even came out more recent? Okay. I don't think I've like- played this. Platformy, okay. physics-y based kind of stuff. Little kind of puzzles in there. Yeah. You're Actually, Super Meat Boy. You ever played that? I think it's, I, think I may have yeah. played the, the Flash game version way back okay. in the day. Yeah, yeah, it's that's all it is. It's like a bit with the whole game. The whole concept is a one big screen, and there's a timer, and there's these little yellow dots, and there's an exit. That's it. So your guy, all he can do is jump. And you can jump off walls and like, yeah, Dave said there's physics. You hang on the wall, you slowly slide down. Um, 
if you jump but you you fall too fast you'll just explode into the ground uh i don't know how to describe the the artwork it's very simple but it it's very slick and smooth so it's like a vector based i don't know vector based animation kind of the way they did it yeah and i know it's kind of like an homage to load runner like that old game from uh, atari and stuff but that was a great one yeah so it's kind of that but you're collecting these coins or, or these yellow pellets orange pellets in the air or whatever on this level and they add to your time but i also think i don't know who cares about that anyways the gameplay is where it's at it's so fun the ai the 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 little like sentry guns and the um the missile the, the the homing missiles and all that stuff is so cool and it's up to four players mm. and it has a really cool level builder um I don't know. I mean, it's one of those games you just got to check it out. Indie games, right? They're all over the place, but they're very innovative. And I just think they, I love that game so much. And it has like, I don't know. It's one of those games where there's just so many levels. I played so many of them. And I, I even had some friends join me with something. I got them into it and we would crush like 20 in a night. It's just like, let's keep going, dude. And they were like, we'll never beat this level. And then you do. And it's cool because you can do the single player campaign with people or by yourself and then there's a campaign that's just made for uh co-op so like you have to hit the unlock and this person has to unlock over here then unlock unlock and then and then get out or something like that it's just got a lot to offer and it's i don't know it's probably super cheap too n plus that yeah that game is fantastic and plus plus is the sequel though so maybe check that one out i think we played that a couple times yeah the co-op so like when you get to the tough levels like it's tough because like you could get all the way through but then your partner dies and then you got to reset the level and shit like that yeah dude that's nice Mm -hmm. because it's got like the the quick restart so you're not waiting when you're resetting a level you're just like right back into it you gotta gotta have that in a game like that like the super meat boy style like die retry you know instantly yeah there's no loading it's just like yeah it's just like it's just like super meat boy it's just one screen that's the that's what you see, and that's the level. And if you die, hit A, start over. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, back to you, Dave. What do you got? Um, I'm debating on one of these three. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna throw uh, a little 2D indie hack and slash named Castle Crashers next. I remember Castle Crashers. There's Castle Crashers, and it delivered. Yeah, this one I, I never played either. Came out in 2008. Really? It's just your side no, side yeah. scrolly hack and slasher. Came out for 360 and PlayStation 3. Well, 360 in 2008, uh, PlayStation 2010, and then Windows and then Xbox One and then Switch and PS4s and all those. It's got good the ones. alien hominid uh, kind of artwork. Yeah, no, alien hominid is actually in there for a couple of them, yep. but it's. Got a super interesting art style, and you're kind of just running around smashing stuff. It's a great game to play with kids because it's all like cartoon violence uh, where you're smashing. It's hard. It it does get tough towards the end. So, and there are ways to like run through towards it to the unlock middle, a, maybe a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah. Once you're once you're cruising through there, though, like you gotta if your guys are leveled up properly, you can you can get through a lot of levels, or you it's can go funny. back and grind a couple levels and yeah, stuff like that. It's but a fun game. Uh it's just got a you know a unique cartoony kind of art style to it. Um, I remember seeing it at a couple paxes and playing it there. So that one always was a good a good memory of getting those in early. But that um, 
I mean, like, yeah, the gameplay wasn't too crazy. It's a hack and slasher, so you're not, like, reinventing the wheel, but you got... It started with four characters, and each one has a different power, so you got different magic. So there's a fire, ice, poison, and electricity guys to start with, but then you start unlocking... They had a couple DLCs that came out for it, and you unlock guys as you go, but that was probably pretty cheap these days. Um I, I think, think it came from the on sale on Xbox at least. Might have been like an old. It came from like the, like the new grounds like Flash game kind of background. So, uh, they did really see out the remastered version, which has like the Pink Knight and the Purple Knight and all sorts of other knights to go along with it. But that one's got a ton of replayability because kids just like to run around and smash dudes pets dave don't forget the pets is awesome there are always these random pets throughout the level and you can unlock them and the east pet has like a different like ability that grants your character so it's i don't know i thought that that was like a really cool mechanic yeah i mean it's you know i'm talking about 2008 at this point so that's now a while back when indies weren't as going as crazy as they are these days but uh that game came out in 2008? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I'm getting <laughs> it's old. Like, it's 2021, and I'm just insane. thinking like, 13 I, remember, years I feel old like the game point. came out like six years ago. Oh my god. Guys, you, you guys want to feel old? Guess how old I was in 2008. Oh um, my god, don't do this to me, Eric, you young Can you legally bitch. drink? 12. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. I was, uh, <laughs> I was 13. Yeah, fourteen. Mm. Yep. Yikes! Yeah, I was yep, yep. adult age. I don't even remember how old I was. I don't want to think about it. Anyways, all right. Uh, anything else you want to say about that game, Dave? <laughs> uh no, I'm good. You're up, Eric. All right, let's talk about some Hades. I know mm, you. Yeah. Have you I know no, you've, that's no. That's you we're waiting patiently yet, on right? Xbox. That's on my Hades list. There, but. Yeah, it's coming out on Xbox soon. Um, this was also developed and published by Supergiant Games, the same as Bastion that we talked about earlier. Um, so this released in early access in 2018 on Steam, um, but got a full release last year uh, for Switch, PC, and I, th- I want to say that's it. It might be on PS4. I'm not sure. But I played it on Switch, and it's it's I mean it's a perfect Switch game. Um, so think if you've played Bastion, just think Bastion like on cocaine, basically like the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh okay like the combat Fast. is so much faster and more fluid, and like they've just honed everything that you know the combat that they took from Bastion and yeah. just honed it and made it faster and put it oh, in the 80s. I cannot wait to play this game. Um and the wrapping around it is really awesome. Like it's like Greek mythology, which I'm really into, so I'm always yeah, a, dude. I'm always a sucker for that. Um basically you play as the son of Hades and you're trying to escape uh the underworld um just because you hate your dad essentially and you want to get <laughs> out and see what's out there and go, you know, meet the uh, gods of Olympus and all this stuff. Like there's, I don't want to give away any big story beats. There's lots of like mystery surrounding it and it's cool. Is there a story? There like is a, a legit, story, a yep. good, a good story too. Okay. Uh, um, so the thing about this game, it, it is a roguelike, but they create a story around it essentially. 
um, so they give like a good reason why you're dying over and over again. Cause like you're trying to escape hell. Hades, mm-hmm. your dad employs all these demons and everything to kill you to in every time they, you know, they successfully kill you. They send you back to your dad essentially. And then you have to <laughs> go up and talk to him and be like, yeah, you suck. He basically tells you, you suck. You're never going to escape. And obviously, you know, you keep trying and trying until you eventually do. And it's just really good. Like the writing in this game is fantastic. Like it's amazing. All the voice acting is incredible. All yeah, the characters are awesome. Like it, I I can't say enough good things about this game. Um, you it's guys coming out on should, Xbox in August. So as soon yeah, as that hits, you guys need to that's play on that. my. I'm a I'm day one in that one. Yeah. Um, to get like apparently to get like the true ending you have to beat this game like 10 times i've only beat it once so far it's it's a pretty tough game um how many runs did you say took you uh the first time i beat it i want to say like 15 or something like that i think i'm on like 20 i'm on like 20 something now i i just booted up and played a run before this just to get a refresher of it um, but the combat is just so fun that, I mean, that's the real hook is the combat and the story yeah. really like it's, it's a surprising amount of good writing and story for like, a you know, you don't really, you don't often see that in roguelikes, especially and indie games, um, like dead cells is a, a good example, like a good equivalent to that. That's all you know, I'm that's thinking rogue- of. Yeah, that's yeah. a roguelike too, but I mean, there's really no story in that game. You die, and then you go back to the beginning, and then you repeat. But Yeah, which is easy to not play it, because like, yeah, exactly. there's nothing to keep you going. It's like, the gameplay is fun. It is a fun game, but it's like, what am I really achieving? I guess, like, the next level? Right. The big the big selling point of Hades when it came out uh, was, like, was the story of, like, you know, you die, you go back, you talk to all these characters in, like, the hub world, essentially... And they always, always, always have something different to say. I have never heard a repeated line of dialogue in all of my runs. It's, That's cool. It's in, it's incredible. Like That's there's impressive. so many different lines of dialogue and they're all contextual too. Like um, there's a boss that you fight and if she kills you, essentially you'll meet her back in the hub world and she'll say like, oh, you know, she'll comment on like how she beat you and like, and you'll say like, oh, I'll get you next time and all this stuff like it. It's it's insane the amount of dialogue in that game um, for all of the different iterations and uh, situations like I can't I can't uh, say enough good things about that game. So when it comes to Xbox, you guys better play it. Oh, yeah, I will be all over that shit. Yeah, I will be. I'm excited for that one. Mm hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one of my one of my favorite games last year. So, Uh, yeah, that's my number three. Brandon? my yeah my number th- all right so my first two are all about gameplay just just don't care about the, the story it's just like the gameplay is kind of like the hook is gonna keep you playing it they're really fun but these next three i i feel like i, I gotta even be careful of what i say so my next <laughs> pick is a little mix of both uh it's 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 uh stanley's parable and oh, it came i can't wait yeah, to dude. talk about this game mm. right and it's oh i don't i don't even know how to talk about it because i i feel did you play I this want one, this, Dave? This to be. I have. I played has. a while ago. I haven't played it recently. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it came on 2011 by uh, Galactic uh, Cafe, and I think it's like kind of like the 
like two dudes more or less put this together i know there's other people i know they got like a, a british actor named like kevin uh no it's kevin well it was originally what was it was originally based there. on a uh half-life mod uh which i source yeah and yeah source yes. mod yep um and they made it source into a mod, full yeah. game because it was so fucking good uh but yeah continue <laughs> It is so well. It is so good, and I just remember I forget how I came across this game. I just saw the game on Steam, and uh, I watched the trailer, and I'm like, "Oh, that looks cool!" So I played it. I had no idea what I was doing. It technically is the it's a walking simulator, um, and it's right. also a parody on the video game industry. I really don't want to ruin this game. I really no, don't. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where like you can only experience it once, kind of like Portal. But unfortunately, Portal's not an indie game. But um, if you enjoyed Portal, you will enjoy Stanley's Parable. It is a walking simulator. You don't have to worry too much. To, like, I don't think you have any inventory. I think you just interact with buttons. And it has yeah. the Bastion thing where it has a contextual narrator it's fucking genius it is so unique and i don't want to i would it, say yeah i would say if, think, you, if you are interested in this game don't look anything don't look up anything about it yeah just, it's a good one to go in blind just go in blind um i can't even talk about anything about it what yeah, uh, one thing everything one thing i will say is that like when i did play this game um i i basically spent like an entire night with it it's not you know it's not a long game at same. all same it, so it's I, as long I as you want like it to be, night. I guess. There's, wink, wink, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Like but... 20. Yeah. I, w- I don't know. There's a certain. There's a bunch of different. I'll just say. Don't even like it's not a spoiler. Don't even. No. All right. I won't say it. No, 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 no. Like you, we, I, I think this is enough right here. The, me and you and like what we're doing right now is enough reason for I think people to be like, what the fuck are they like? All right, I won't about? say what? it. I won't say it. I think that's it. Please go play it. That's it. Next, we'll go Just to play what, uh, Stanley this, Parable. Before you jump, what platforms is it? Yeah, I thought it's well. I, I know it's, it's on PC. It's I played on, on my Mac, but I think it did come to console. I'm. I think it came to Switch. <sighs> um. But I played it on PC. It was free on the Epic Game Store a while ago, which is how I played it. Um, but it is on. Okay, so I, I guess it's just on PC. I know it was it was slated for a Switch release, but for right now, it's just on PC. So yeah, and Mac. So yeah, Steam. take it yeah, as PC, what it Mac, is, but Linux. Get your hands on it. it. You don't need a powerful card or anything like crazy. No, not at all. Seriously, just put it on there. It is so. Mm-hmm. I think it is coming to console though, right? I know Eventually. it's. Come, I know there was supposed to be a Switch release, but it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Okay. That'll be all a right. good replay. Yeah. Um. All right. You're good there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. All right. My next one. Uh, my next one was developed by one person. Yeah, baby. Uh, I know what you're gonna bring up. By the name of Concerned Ape. Um. It is an open-ended game. Allowing players to take on activities such as growing crops, raising livestock, crafting goods, mining for ores, selling produce, socializing with townspeople, including marriage and having children. Uh, it recently got a update that allows up to four players to play online. Uh, a little game by the name of Stardew Valley. Yeah, baby. Which is a, to play it, but I, it's a I very want to pixely oh, looking it's basically like a farming simulator game it's kind of reminds me of like those old super nintendo games 
it's Harvest Moon. Like those old uh, six, Harvest Moon spiritual successor. Yeah, I they have an awesome that. website. I never. They got that really cool parallax, Eric, that you and I did. Oh yeah, yeah. StardewValley.net. Look at that parallax. <laughs> oh, nobody it. cares. Sorry, about everybody loves parallax. Um, but no, this dude just started making a game. Um, inspired by Harvest Moon. Um, and he used it like he graduated college and he was using it as an exercise to improve his programming and design skills. And then after, I mean, he took him like four years to do it. And then a British studio approached him and offered to publish it. And, uh, literally the game completely blew up, sold over 10 million copies by 2020. So, I mean, I think that's a, a rousing success, but it is kind of, um, you know, you take over your grandpa's farm after he passes away. You quit your day job. You go to this little town and you start farming and eventually you start going into the mines and getting, you know, fighting monsters and stuff like that. And I don't know. You kind of you can kind of do whatever you want, really. Um, you I know, had no idea monsters you wanna, were in this. Yeah, that was a fucking farm simulator, bro. It's both. No, it's both. if you go to I didn't mine, know there yeah. was dungeon shit. Oh, but no, now it's, he's uh, interested. my kid, like my kids, eat this shit up. So we just hit the third year, and at the beginning of the third year, something happens. So uh, that's that's something to strive for. But you know, it's it's a good one. It's kind of infuriating when your kids start playing it and they start selling all your shit that you've worked so hard to grow and or you know whatever but where are my strawberries uh, yeah absolutely you kill i was gonna chickens? make goddamn jam out of that what the <clears throat> hell sell the jam not the strawberries it's, that's exactly what you need to do so uh, i don't yeah. know it goes through goes through four seasons so stuff only grows in certain seasons so you got to have that going you got to have your money set up for the beginning of the next season so you can buy seeds and get those fuckers in the ground uh, I don't know. And you just kind of go on, and it, it's a story all into itself. So you give people presents, and you make friends, and birthdays, yeah. and they have they have like town celebrations for all the holidays and stuff that you can go to and compete in silly little contests and stuff like that. But it's a great. I don't want to say uh, it'd be like a good podcast listening game or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I mean, so just... people could listen to us. Yeah, I'll play yeah. this game. Please. You're just doing all all your like uh daily chores and everything. Uh picking your picking your crops, watering your crops, going fishing, trying to make money selling stuff. Um I I mean, I love this game. I didn't play too much of it. I want to say I only completed like the first year or something. Like I really didn't get super deep into it, but what I did play, like I had a fantastic time with and it's always one that I've wanted to go back to. Um, but yeah, like it's, 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 it is a quintessential indie game experience for sure. It's got piles of awards and all sorts of uh, nines out of tens across the board pretty much everywhere. So go play that. Yeah, baby. All right. I think I'm up next. Ooh, oh, we got a heavy hitter. Are you, is, is that all you had to say about that, Dave? Yeah, that's well, it. Hold yep. Well, hold on real quick. Did you know, what? Dave, that I'm on their website, and they have a tabletop version, the board game of Stardew oh, Valley. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I heard they, were, they put that out. It's okay. basically yeah. redoing a lot of the uh, stuff that 
I don't know if they kickstarted that or not, but um, yeah, they got a lot of that stuff done. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I saw that; it's kind of cool. Yeah, another perfect Switch game. Like uh, the Switch is just my just my indie machine. Like they got all they got all the good. It's all I can play. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) right. All right, here we go. Um, Heavy hitter coming up next for my number two. I think we've all played this one. Uh, A little game called What Remains of Edith Finch. I knew. I thought, yeah, I thought this would be your last. I'm curious what. Okay, yes. This is number two, baby. Um, This was developed by Giant Sparrow, published by Annapurna Interactive, um, which, I mean, they've published a shit ton of awesome indie games uh this game came out in 2017 um i really i don't want to give away a ton of about the story um but no you can get, skip around the story like don't even talk like the story is kind of what drives you but well, you can talk about like all the different game mechanics like it's a game of games like truly is what it well, is i mean the story is what kind of um is the best part of this game. Essentially I do want, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. Um, so essentially you're this girl named Edith Finch. Um, and the whole premise is you go back to the house that you grew up in. Um, and basically the Finch family, her whole family is cursed. Like everyone in her family, uh, mysteriously dies in some way. Um, and she, her whole story is just going back and reflecting on everything that happened throughout her life. The most horrible, wildest all the house, horrible things. It's insane. Yeah, it this house crazy. is a mansion, and every like every family member lived there, and each family member had their own room. It's crazy. It's a crazy. Would the house is mansion? awesome. Like, like, why is this house so big? <laughs> well, it's that's it's, the level. Yeah, that's the mansion. I would say that's it's a mansion. Yeah, it's so cool. Like the um. It's not huge, but it's very dense, um, I would say. Like, there's yeah. so many different little rooms and nooks and crannies and crevices. Each and room's like a chapter, the... though, because you right. have, like, these experiences that you you do for the, the, yeah. the different family members. Exactly. Yep. You basically go through each story of how each family member died, essentially. Um, so not a very uplifting game, I would say. <laughs> it's very, very it's much not yeah, but it, doesn't, it really doesn't bother. I mean, yeah, the end, it, obviously this is like a game with like a very emotional ending, but like, duh, it's a very emotional game. But I, I didn't really get bummed out when I was playing it. They, they, they keep the charm there and the gameplay yeah. is so unique. Because like I said, like each it's, level, like one time you're a baby, one time you're a six-year-old, one time you're an 18-year-old, one time you're like well, 60 years old. I mean, the the overall like story and tone, well, I, w- I would say the story is depressing, but th- I feel like the tone is sort of like optimistic. unique and a little bit, yeah, optimistic. Yeah. And like each family member dies in such a ridiculous way also that it's almost That's true. You can find the humor in it a little bit, you know valid um but yeah i love this game i do the reason why this game means so much to me i do want to talk about the ending so if you have never played this before let's put a spoiler warning right here like just skip skip ahead like 30 seconds okay or a minute or something because i i just want to talk about the ending i would say a minute go for it go for Uh, it um so yeah i mean obviously we know the ending 
uh, this whole time she's been, Edith Finch has been telling the story to her unborn child. She's been writing this journal for them to read. Um, and essentially, you know, she says, if you're reading this, then, you know, I'm dead because she knows her family's curse. Everyone dies. So she died in childbirth. She died. Yeah. Giving birth to her son. And then, you know, her son reads this and essentially goes back to the house and finds her grave and all that stuff. And this, you know, this is one of the games, probably the last game that I cried at um, because I played this at like. You know, you talk about a time and place when you play a game. I played this when my wife was like, I don't know, seven, eight months pregnant. Yeah, dude. So I was. Yeah, that's like what a wild time to play that game. I just ending. Yeah, I just happened to play that twist. And I had I knew I knew nothing about this game going into it. Like, I mean, I knew the basic knew had a reputation. Yeah, I knew it was good. I I didn't know anything about the ending or the story. And it just I don't know. It hit me in a way that a game you know a game really hasn't hit me before so that's why i put this you know i regard this game very highly um but yeah i would say definitely definitely one of my favorite favorite indie games that's why i put it number two on my list so yep that's it that's it for that one uh my number one is very similar to that but my (laughs) number two is uh katana zero and i just beat yeah. it last night i didn't i was like oh i never finished that i gotta i'm at the end so i went back and i i i finished it i finished the bunker level and i i finished the thing uh it has um i don't think this is a spoiler warning for anybody it, it has a cliffhanger so there i'm hoping that the sequel's in the works and i can play it because the gameplay is really fun um but yeah the game's called katana zero and it was made by Game Maker. Uh, it was published by Devolver Digital and came mm-hmm. out in 2016. Yep. Uh, you play that a character called Player. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I know. Apparently. Like, I think I, it didn't come maybe to Xbox to like 2018 on Game Pass or something like okay. that. 19, I, think it, I think it came out on Switch first, and that's where I played it. That's sure. That it's, that oh, I can. Okay. Anyways. It has that Super Nintendo, eight, you know, 16-bit style to it right um it is so it's really goddamn smooth though fun yeah. so i so the here's what i'm going to sell about this because the story is all over the place uh in a cool way though it, it in a cool way where it has like a kind of a, like a matrix thing going on you're like you're just kind of doing shit and you're like kind of you're like mr An- you're like you're anderson right you're just like doing your thing and then you're like, wait a minute, hold on a second. What is really going on in this world? What is what am I really doing? Why am I killing mm-hmm. all these people? And anyway, so yeah, so it's this 16-bit game and it has all these really cool mechanics. And I think kind of the I think the fun, if you've never played this game, go into it and just know that you got a wild ride ahead of you and the story is all over the place in a cool matrixy way, and it's kind of self-aware. Uh it's it's very slick. It has like a cool time mechanic. Well, not time mechanic. Like you can instantly redo the level once you die. You have to kill everybody in, in the one room. It's like one of a, each level is a screen, but it's kind of like Golf Story. We're like, yeah, the, it, you're like this guy and you're going around killing all these thugs and bad people to get to like a boss and you kill the bosses or whatever. But there's also these 
moments between there's like mm-hmm. flashbacks there's you going to the bar you go into your apartment there's like this little girl that's constantly like annoying you and you have all these um cut scenes between, there's like a homeless guy scene and, and, and there's like some control over where the story goes that's the part but that it, i thought was really cool because i can't tell like like what they're directing you to do and what you're like what you're actually supposed to do right, right. it yeah. seems yeah, like there's a like couple a, different uh, ways to go in effect. there it has like that Mass Effect kind of thing, right? Was it Mass Effect who has like you can respond, but there's like this gauge underneath it. Like if you answer now, it'll like anger, it'll be aggressive, uh-huh. and then like it turns white, and then it's not aggressive. And you, get... um, but the game will just—it's one of those things like where the game will just—you don't know. Did I do this? Is this part of the game? Is this like a? I have no idea what's going on. The game is a ride. It's that just was like that was one thing ground. about the game that. Well, I get I don't know. I had a couple issues with the this game, but I liked it overall. But I feel like the choices what were your issues? I feel like the choices didn't really matter that much in the end anyways. Um I don't think they really Yeah, I the think outcome the limitations of the of small team. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I do I did like the fact that you can like do those different responses, but I don't think it really affects the outcome at the end. Um but that I mean, that was just a small a small thing for a, for a great uh, game. Oh yeah, no, it's so good. There's so much mystery. There's so much mystery going on because like you do a level, you kind of take out the guy, and then next thing you know, and it you're just hanging out with a psychiatrist, and he's like questioning you, and you can answer the way you want to answer, and it's pretty intense. And the music is so goddamn good. It'll either be like a Daft Punk kind of beat, or it'll be like this cool piano jazz kind of sound i don't know i was in love with the art love with the music love the direction so i think yeah. just play it man just it's one of those games like please just trust us this is a fun game and i hope you can finish it because it's like, tough eric that it does get pretty eric, tough towards the end there's a lot of like some of those last rooms I'm, I'm taking multiple multiple runs on Yep, it's like N plus. He's just over, 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 over. Oh, I did it. All right, cool. Yeah, it's definitely more of like, I mean, it, it is like a combat game, but I feel like it's more of a puzzle game. Like, you but know, once you, you get good with the left trigger, when you can slow down time and you yeah. can deflect shots back and roll around, it's really just like, kind of. It's, it's all like one of those. It's all trial and error. Like you know, this yes. guy's gonna be here. You know, this guy's gonna be here. Just so memorize, to, get a pattern. Yeah, yep. you got to plan out. Like, okay, I'm gonna kill this guy first. Then this guy, throw a bottle at this guy. This guy has a gun. I gotta dodge. You know, yeah, you, you can be good out. at like Guitar Hero and probably like this game because there is kind of a rhythm to it in a way. We're like, oh yeah, like, I'm gonna go this. I'm gonna do 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 this. And then I'm done. All right, let's do it. And ah, fucked up. You know, and you keep doing it. It's just like a solo in Guitar Hero. <laughs> it's like so, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to give anything uh, uh, about the story away. It's just, it's a ride. It's so fucking good. I don't know. I just love the production of it. it was so good. So check it out. All right. Back to you, Dave. This is your number one, man. Your number one. Independent game. Last one on this list. I know. And I've got a ton. I've got two other lists after that. The honorable mentions and the indie games I still need to play because there's a whole bunch of them that I still need to play that I may crack this list once they get up there but uh the last one on here is a game called ftl faster than light interesting came out in 2012 uh it is a roguelite uh it is recognized with you know spelunky and some of those games as like they helped 
build the the modern roguelike games that are coming out all over these days. Um, I've got a couple of them in my honorable mentions, but it is a space-based, top-down, real-time strategy roguelike. Uh, I believe it was made by two guys, uh, developers, uh, subset games. Uh, yeah, two guys, Justin and Matt, but it's basically you're taking a spaceship going across the galaxy. You got the FTL drives that lets you jump from system to system, but every system is procedurally generated and you kind of pick which way you want to go through the system and then you jump, but you always have. Uh, what is it? The rebels or some other group chasing you. So if you go, if you start to dilly dally in systems, uh, you're just going to get trounced and run over. So you basically go all the way to the end until you're, uh, try and defeat like the, the main boss ship at the end, which is n- not easy at all. Uh, <laughs> this is only out on, uh, Windows. Mac and iOS too. You can get it for iPad, which I would assume would be a great place to play it because yeah, okay, having a nice big screen like that and having the touch screen on it that'd be that would be a great place to play it. But um, I love making so you're making runs you're making runs through it until you know you beat that ship or you unlock something on your run basically that like lets you start out with like a different. You know, a different crew or a different spaceship design and all that stuff. But basically, you're just seeing, like, your your spaceship layout. And you're just saying, like, all right, this guy go run the engines. This guy go run the the engine. I don't know, engineering. This guy go run the guns. And, you know, and they kind of run around and they level up and they do their things throughout the ship as you go through the, the galaxy. Badass. Yeah. And you can get more people. You can know. You can have all these dynamic encounters where you can add more people to your crew or... You can run into pirates and they can teleport aboard your ship and start destroying rooms and you got to oh. find them and murder them on the ship and repair your rooms and put out fires or like to, when you start to get the cool ships, you can start like locking doors and then opening airlocks and sucking people out of the airlocks and stuff. It gets, it gets pretty intense. So you can put out fires with the airlocks and stuff like that too. Why is this, why is this game your number one, Dave? Like, what is it about this? Is this like, oh man, this is the one I'm going to close with. What is it about? Is it the gameplay? Is it unique? It's it's a little bit, of, I don't know, I get that Star trek vibe off of it, but it's uh, having a rogue-like, rogue-lite uh, up at the top is just for the replayability, really, because a lot of games do a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but, I mean, when you come down to it, like, a lot of my honorable mentions, you know, you get, uh, like we mentioned, Dead Cells or Void Bastards or Rogue Legacy, all those, like, they're all kind of the same type of games, but this was one was mm-hmm. early enough and unique enough where I think a lot of games kind of cribbed off of it a little bit and uh, kind of went on from there. But I don't know. It's just two guys making it, so it's not a crazy... Yeah, it's impressive. Uh it doesn't have a ton of like crazy graphics or stories to it. It's, you know, everything's text-based. There's no voice. Yeah. This is not like unreal that. engine. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but I just thought the, the gameplay was super fun on it. I, w- I really wish it would come out on more things. Console, I don't yeah. know how you would really work it with a controller. Controller would be kind of, okay. I got it's, it's, I feel like it'd be great on switch. Cause like, yeah, I you mean, could do switch as a touch. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, I thought that one deserved a bit of recognition. Huh. Um, I guess, but yeah, we can. Yeah, no, FTL is a cool type. Yeah, it's a yeah cool definitely type. worth trying out um, those roguelikes. I mean, you can hop in and out of them. Um, but having it being stuck on a, a PC when I played it, that's kind of why I didn't put in as much time as I would like to on it. But uh, yeah, get it, get it on iPad. Go get Sweet. it on the PC. All right. Um, that is a perfect, couldn't ask for a better transition to my number one game. Oh boy. Because my, what do you got? because my number one game is from the same developer, <gasps> publisher, subset games, and oh. it's a little game mm. called Into the Breach. Um, that's this right. Game, I forgot you oh my God, I can't stop. I've never played it. About is that on game. Switch too? That's on never Switch. played it, but I've heard good things about it. Oh yeah. This is where, that's where I've been playing it. Um, and it's fucking amazing. Uh, it came out in 2018 on switch. It was on PC before that, but it's, it's a perfect switch game. Um, because you can use the button controls. It's really good for the button controls. And it's, it's just, I gotta get it right out there just to say like, in my mind, this is like a perfect 10 out of 10 game in my book. <gasps> like if I've ever seen one, the, like, I mean, I love the art style, amazing pixel graphics. It's like an isometric style grid based um, turn based strategy game, uh, like amazing sound design, music, um, technically flawless, like game design, incredible, like everything. It looks about boring, it. but it I've heard dude, such good things about know, it. It's crazy. I look at it. it it's not much to look at. It's don't just look at screenshots board. because not really, it, but it won't will not do it justice if you just look at screenshots. Uh, that's um, my problem. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I it, heard so many good things it's about just it. Just incredible. But yeah, it's great on Switch because you can use the button controls, but it also has like an entirely separate layout for touchscreen. So like okay. anytime you Last can switch way. on the fly. So like if you're playing with buttons and you touch if you and you touch the screen, it'll swap the UI to the touchscreen controls. Like it's insane. It just like it knows when you touch the screen, swaps the UI. You can do it on the screen, go back to button controls. So like super like smartly designed around all of that stuff. Um, but the gameplay itself, uh, like I said, it's a turn based strategy game. Uh, the basic premise of the game is, you know, the you got this alien race called the Vec. They're invading Earth um, and you uh you're like this group the squad of mechs essentially and you have to go to each of these regions on earth and defend against the vec um and so each uh area i think there's like so this is also a roguelike there's a ton of ftl uh dna in this game um it's cool. a roguelike uh and you each uh area i think there's five different areas um for each like run essentially quote unquote and then within each area there it gets progressively harder um and then there's a, a bunch of different regions uh so i think after you beat um like five different regions you'll have to fight like a boss in that region and then move on to the next area so it's that kind of type of progression okay um but as far as the the gameplay goes like I don't know. I just can't get off. Of it. I guess you I just you do have to be a fan of like turn based strategy. But I would say this game is more of like a puzzle game like we were talking about with Katana Zero. Um, you kind of have to plan out each of your moves because 
the cool thing about it is you know exactly what the enemy is going to do each turn. Um, so you know where they're going to attack, okay. when they're going to when they're going to attack, uh, who they're going to attack. Um, so you have to you basically have three mechs in your squad and they all have different ability, different abilities. Um, one's like a heavy one's like science, like they yeah, all have cool. different uh, cool uh, weapons and everything. Um, so you have to basically you have this grid meter. Um, so when the, like the aliens destroy buildings and stuff, your grid meter goes down. And when that goes to empty, um, oh, basically cool. your, your run is over. Um, and it's cool because they work that into like the quote unquote, I mean, there's not a ton of story, but they work it into the story. Like if you, uh, fail your run, you basically get to choose one of your pilots to go back in time and restart, you know, the timeline. So you get to redo it over again. So I thought that was pretty cool. A good way to work in the, the roguelike elements. Um, but I don't know. I, I just can't say enough good things about this game. Like it's right. It's just insane. How many, how many sets of mechs have you unlocked? How many times through have you gone? I've, so not that many. I think I have three uh, squads unlocked. Actually four. I think I have four squads unlocked actually. Um, but I've... Because that's some of the coolest thing I thought was like, like you can go through the game with the first initial set of mechs and you get yep. used to like their little push exactly. moves. But then like as you as you move to the next set of mechs, like it is completely yes. different from like the ones before you. Like they'll rely on completely different tactics and completely different strategies to like to go to make your way through these levels without, you know, having all your shit get yeah. blown up. So. Yeah. That was one of the coolest parts is how different it was from like run to run on. Yeah, those. that's a good hook um, because, you know, if you're not happy with one squad and you fail a run, you could try it with a different squad. Um, yeah. And they all have like unique abilities across all the different mechs. Um, there's like tons of different abilities to unlock and everything. And you could assign all these different abilities. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool. There's a ton of replay value because I think I think there's up to like. 10 different squads i want to say that you can play with yeah like it's there's a lot um so yeah i mean i've on my first run i actually beat the game um which was pretty cool i mean i was only on normal difficulty i wasn't on like the hardest or anything uh but yeah i i don't know they something about this game really just uh really just hit right for me it's pretty satisfying when like you see that they're going to launch like missiles at a certain spot and you like navigate your guy out of the way and you push one of their guys into the way. And then, you know, you end up like when you figure out all those puzzle pieces start yep. falling into place and you start working your three as like a as a group. It, it, it's really very satisfying. There's been times where I've like sat on one just staring at one screen for like 15 <laughs> minutes, just like. Figuring out like, okay, uh, if I do this, awesome. you know, if I do this, um, then, you know, this guy will get damaged. Or if I, you know, you have to choose like, okay, I could sacrifice this building or I could, uh, my mech could take some damage or, you know, the, the cool thing is figuring out a way to, um, prevent your mechs from getting damaged, kill the VEC and prevent, um, any buildings from getting destroyed. And if you can like prevent all three of those things in one turn uh yeah like dave said it's super satisfying and it's really cool 
because it's not based you're not your object isn't to like kill all of the enemies on the screen it's basically to survive for five turns so like if you can survive for five turns they like after that the enemies retreat and then like you win you win the level so you don't have to like you don't have to kill them all you're basically defending um the buildings but obviously you can use offense to defend so it's just it's it's awesome i love it so much i'm probably gonna play some more after this so. yeah you're good at selling the games that you've uh, been picking the, the it sounds fun as hell dude dude yeah it's it's really good like i mean even if you're not into turn-based strategy <clears throat> and you like like puzzle games i would say yeah. this is a really good option there's a sweet spot there that i i think a lot of people can have fun with i get it mm-hmm. yep yeah i've heard nothing but good things about it i know and it's funny because like it looks so boring but like i think it's just you got to play it and yeah play it that, to, to really I mean, see the charm yeah. when i first saw it looking at screenshots i'm like yeah it doesn't look like anything special but once you play it i you yep. you get it that'd be a great one to see on like xbox and playstation too hopefully yeah I hopefully think it's only... they get the controllers figured out i think it's just switch and pc Yep, switch switch and PC. I think just right now. So, in case you're in case you want to check it out, but it's fantastic on Switch. Like like I said, you get the best of both worlds. You get the button controls and the touchscreen controls, and you can swap up between them on the fly. So, yeah, great All ass right. game. Nice. Yeah, that's a good. That that's a good, a good number one. one. I like yep. it. Um. All right. Well. So I will do my number one and I was looking at the year it came out and I'm like, ah, I still stand strong on my opinion that it, it, I don't know if it's my game of the year, but it came out in 2016 and I just was talking about Katana Zero. Dave, you're talking about super hot, right? Um, Doom came out that year. Uh, uh, Stardew Valley came out that year. Uh, Overwatch came out that year. Uh, Uncharted 4 came out that year. Titanfall 2. Dark Souls. Good year for video. Inside, right? yeah, Final Fantasy 15, No Man's Sky. So it was a heavy year. And I played a lot of those games. Uh, Overwatch technically is my favorite game of that year. Um, that's a Blizzard Activision effort, though. And it's a perfect game. I, I love that game to death. It's definitely top 10 for me. But right behind it as an indie game, especially at, at, when I f- just finished it, and it's short, just like Katana Zero is like four hours and Stanley Parable is like two to four hours. Firewatch. Firewatch is uh, Firewatch, my yep. game. Firewatch mm. is I've how you felt with uh, um, uh, what was the game called? Edith Finch? Edith Finch. What Remains of Edith Finch? Yeah. Yeah. How I felt with Overwatch. Um, Firewatch? It was an emotional <laughs> game. It's a Firewatch, yes. What I say? Overwatch. Firewatch, Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch. Uh, fi- uh, Overwatch is fantastic. Uh, uh, Firewatch had such an emotional story. It has an emotional start. The whole concept is very kind of like emotional. And I think the acting is extremely good, probably because they use like actors from like TV. So they, they were just like, these are people who are really good at getting into character. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I It's tough for me to talk about these games because I don't want to ruin it. It's a walking simulator. That means you won't die. Um, you'll just 
just walking just around keep on exploring. Doing it. Yeah, but the you story... could give the basic premise. Yeah. Like, what, all right, well, here, how about this? How about this? The setting. Yeah, how about this? Uh, yeah, I'll do that real quick. So, Camp Santo came out this game in 2016 called Firewatch, and it it's uh, you you play as this guy named Henry uh, in 1989 out in Wyoming. Uh, the place is called Shoshone National Forest, um, and you're in the situation where your wife has dementia early dementia and you are trying to get away from life because it's a heavy burden she doesn't really even remember who you are like you have this whole sad story with you and your dog where like you got a dog together she got dementia and then she started forgetting the dog died she's like i don't even know what dog you're talking about and all this stuff and so yeah he's out doing this thing and he's like i'm just gonna be watching over this forest in a tower and um just gonna get away from everything and rethink about what i'm doing with my life the only communication you have really is your walkie-talkie to this woman delilah who's the tower head like she's like the chief person who's in charge of all the towers the watchtowers in the forest for forest fires and so you're on a fire watch right and again, it's 1989. The artwork is like Pixar. It's a first person game and you walk around and at times you think it's a horror game because the way they like introduce things and other times it's like X-Men. Honestly, I don't like that's enough story for you. Seriously, please go play this game. It's not long at all. I have- Yeah, they do a lot of bait and switches, I should say. Yeah, and I don't know, but it's like good. It's just so well done. And I don't know if Camp Santos ever done anything else. I know they had another game, Gods of Olympus or something like that, and it got canned or paused or I don't know, but talented crew. I love the yeah, map Campo Santo is owned really cool. by Valve now. Oh, okay. Um, and there's probably what's yeah, getting the, in their way. Whatever that game I, f- I forgot the name of I forgot the name of that game, but it was shelved essentially and they're like doing support on other valve projects which is kind of disappointing because they are a fantastic indie studio well it's my fucking number one game it like was only outdone by like either uncharted 4 or overwatch but like other than that like this game i've just never had emotions in a video game before i i I really it introduced me to the concept of a walking simulator i kept hearing about this and like i remember polygon was like did a podcast on it and I was just like this sounds like a blast so I checked it out and I even put it on uh, Twitch it's like one of the few times I put it on Twitch and I had like 14 people like watching me at one time I was just like this is kind of cool like people just watching me play this game like it was kind of cool but yeah it's ah the acting was so good it was some of the best acting I've ever experienced in the video game yeah it's really like right the conversations, the tension yeah, in that game was super te- good. Yeah, the way they built up the tension, uh, the conversations between Henry, Henry and Delilah, like they felt real. You know, um, like they, it, it wasn't just a normal like video game VO dialogue. Uh, they really did a good job with the with the voiceover in this game. Like you said, they got uh, some pretty well known actors. The guy who played Henry was someone i forgot his name but he's from Mad Men. um yeah he's the bearded guy that gets high uh he's like a copywriter yeah yep so super super great talent in that game and yeah 
just like the conversations just felt so natural. Um, I was, I don't know. I don't know if I would say I was disappointed in the, like the ending. Um, but I was going to say that too. I was hoping that it would it go is in like one of those endings. Yeah. I was, I was hoping it would go more in like the supernatural direction. Cause that's where it kind of was heading, but I can, I what can, I, it's, Oh, yeah. dude. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, like, I, I, I was sold. I instantly gave it a 10 out of 10 when I found the, Spoiler for the next 20 seconds, okay? Fast forward 20 seconds. Um, when he found the body <laughs> of the kid, I was mm-hmm. devastated in that game. I was so sad. And that was it. So that was it. I just want to get that thing out there. Like, that's when I knew, for me personally, I was like, that's where the story was going. And it threw me off. And then that's the reality. I'm like, oh, my God. From then on, I was just like, this game is fucking heavy as shit. And then I was just like an emotional mess. I was just like, and then at the end with everything between Henry and Delilah, I was just like, I have never cared about characters in a video game before. And they got me, they got me so good with this game. I was just like, so when when it ends the way it ends, I was just like, I've never been fragile in a video game story before. So they got me. So to me, it, that, that it all worked. Well, there you I was, go. It, whether I liked it or not, the ending, it was not the point. The point of that ending no, was to do like what true. they did with you with the other game, where like with either Finch, it's just like you might have an idea where you want it to go or where you think it'll go, but we have an idea where it's going to go and you're not going to see it coming. And I don't know. I just kudos to them because most fucking video games have shit stories shit acting and predictable as fuck and they do cliffhanger bullshit and i just thought this game was like perfect done and it's short and it's just like what else could you want out of an indie independent independent game so again oh yeah and real quick the game was called in the valley of gods and technically it's still in the works but it's just Oh, I thought I remember seeing a trailer for that. That one looks kind of. There was I'm a trailer cool. that it looks a while ago, and yeah, it's it's shelved indefinitely for now since Campo Santo is like a support studio for Valve now. But whatever, maybe it'll come hmm. back someday. Hmm. Yeah, and the artwork is really good too for Firewatch. Um, just stunning artwork. Like it has like a really cool aesthetic where they kind of match like the like national parks across the united states like that 1940s 50s flat illustration look so all their promo was just it's just everything about it it's just the production was so goddamn good so yeah that was my number one you guys had honorable mentions um i'll just list mine off real quick i don't don't have many but kingdoms specifically two crowns because it's co-op uh, really cool. Oh, uh, that one was fun. Real time. That was a real game. Yeah, game. I don't know. I don't even. It's whatever it is. It's just like a two D. I, I don't know. It's unique. It has a little um, strategy building RTS kind of thing to it. I don't know. It's pretty unique. And then I put Hollow Knight. I thought Hollow Knight really did deliver on the controls for two D Metrovania platformer, just like Ori did. You know, but I don't know. I thought Hollow Knight did a really good job as well. I know Ori gets a lot of the. Uh, attention and like put cup hot cuphead in there uh even though that microsoft was all over them i think it was technically independently developed but dave i put her story as my my number one honorable mention because how fun of a ride was that That was a good one game right Mm. 
that's it. That's all I had. And her story is cool. Just check it out. I don't even. Dave talked about a game before, with like the dating game or something like that, in one of the episodes, co-op. So uh, yeah, five check dates. Out, uh, her story. Those are yeah. Though a lot of those FMV like video choose your own adventure games. Like, choose I your own adventure. Those are, are kind of like all games. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what her story just here? has like an amazing story. That's all. Yeah, that one was that one's a trip. Great acting. She actually got uh, like best actress for video games. The, I think like best voice acting or something like that or some some award. By the way, but sorry, well, go ahead, Dave. Oh shit. Uh just a couple of the roguelikes. Uh, Darkest Dungeon is you know I've been playing that one recently. Slay the Spire. Ooh yeah. Uh, oh, Slay the Spire. Hand of Fate was kickstarted for a while. Uh, I don't want to steal any off of Eric's list here. Uh, the Messenger. Um, that's like a ninja. That's a Ninja one. Gaiden no, clone like the from the. It's like an NES oh, wait, no, Ninja Gaiden clone. I'm thinking Witness. Yes, the Messenger is fantastic. Yeah. That's got a real good. Yeah, uh, I gotta play that one. It is comedic style. Way better it. than you think it is. Yeah, it's so good, and I love that when you um, die, you get that little fucking demon guy. He's like, "All right, I'll bring you back to life, but it's gonna cost you." <laughs> well, the humor in it is really uh, good. Rogue Legacy was a good one. Um, Spirit Fair came out last year. That was a really good. Oh, that's another indie one game that I didn't uh, get all the way through, but that one has a has a pretty heavy story to it uh i mentioned spelunky earlier but that's one that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy and then the last two i i mean i did left it off my list because i didn't know if it was quite an indie game uh because i found out that it was because the odd gentleman developed it but it was published by activision but the king's quest 2015 episodic reboot uh hmm. they were fun just a, it's I just a fan it was just a fantastic little side game that you can play, especially if you played the old games, because it's basically like yes. King Graham is an old man retelling all his old stories, basically. Yep. And it kind With of Christopher that, Lloyd, right? Yeah, Christopher Lloyd is fantastic in oh, it wow. too. That's cool. So he's like the voice it, of that him. was yeah, one that cool. I got I got pretty sad in. I got a little teary towards the end oh, of it. Okay. But, uh, really? Oh, I got a go back and play more of it then i have there's, it. I, I mean there's gotta... five chapters and each one is probably a couple hours so that one came okay. out over time and it takes a lot of that point and point and click adventure stuff and kind of modernizes it a, a lot and adds some puzzles to it, it and did. a whole bunch of stuff yep. so it was super good and the last one was i this is kind of a this is a deep deep cut a game called arcade craft that came out for the nintendo or nintendo came out for the xbox 360 it is uh how do i summarize it uh it is a sim game where you're opening a video game arcade in the 1980s and you basically there's there's like 80 something cabinets in it and they have like copies of like space invaders and donkey kong except it's called like space insects and gorilla or like stuff like that but (laughs) you basically buy these games and you set them up you charge how much ever you want for it you can move stuff around you can run sales it's a really simple game i think probably only one dude probably made it it seems that simple it was firebase industries was the company that made it but you're basically running your own 80s arcade and it's uh there's a new game coming out that looks a lot like it. I forget what it was called, but I remember seeing yeah, something. Yeah, Eric, did you share about. it on Discord? 
I think Dave shared it. Oh, that was Dave? Oh, okay. I, I thought it looked sweet. Or maybe I did. I don't, I don't, know, I don't remember, but... It looks... Yeah. This one was came out in 360. It was like... I bought it for like three bucks back in the day, and I don't know. It's just a fun a fun little side that's sim cool. game. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, it. I had a couple on my need-to-playlist, but like Eric said, Hades, I haven't played yet. Disco Elysium. Coming to Xbox soon. Need that. Uh, Oberdin. Looked really cool. That was a lot of people like yeah, that one. Yeah, still gonna play, play that, that one too. Uh, Baba is you seemed really cool, and then uh, Shovel Knight. Yep. Shovel Knight yep. is one that I've been meaning to play for the longest time. I got the same list, Dave. You gotta, <laughs> pl- you gotta play. Sh- both of you have to play Shovel. Knight. I've heard Shovel yeah. Knight is fantastic. I've heard nothing, but I heard it's like oh, a yeah. ten out of ten. I mean, it's yeah, it's just an homage to all those old platforms. It's basically like a Mega Man type uh, deal. Super like hard type thing. Not super hard. Um, I wouldn't No, I wouldn't say it's like super difficult, okay. but it's 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 you know, it's good. It gets it just a super solid like homage to those 16 bit platformers. OK. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Yeah. What, all right. What, what, what do you got? Yeah, I'll run through my honorable mentions. I have a lot of them, so I won't explain all of them. But uh, Axiom Verge mm, is just a, a great super yeah. awesome uh, Metroidvania shooter. If you're into that, um, uh, other I mean, we mentioned a couple super giant games already. Check out Transistor. That's another one of their games. Um, uh, Night in the Woods was really good. Um, that's just like a I don't know if you guys played that one. No, I'll pass. Like a, I know what it is, though. I think I played it for like a um, couple of minutes on my Xbox. I'm just like, I was listen. I was cold on it at first. But there's um, no playing. I feel like it's all story. I'm like, is there any playing it, in this game? The story <laughs> like takes a really good turn in the middle. Um, okay. I was, I was like, I, I think all I right. stopped playing it f- for a while, and then I came back to it, and I'm super happy that I did because the the story is really good um yeah it's it's just a story okay. based like uh you're just running around this town you're a cat it's all animal people um, but the writing is really <laughs> yeah good. I, didn't, the, I didn't know it was all story well, that's okay. cool yeah uh that's a good one um a short hike uh i, I won't yeah. really explain that one it's it's really good that's another like it's very similar to night in the woods as far as like your animal people but it's like a combination of um almost like Animal Crossing and Breath of the Wild. Like it has those Breath of the Wild, like climbing mechanics. Like the whole goal is to get to this top of the, the top of this mountain um, and like make a phone call to your mom. So it's, it's a really sweet uh, premise, um, but it has like, like Breath of the Wild climbing mechanics, um, which was really fun. Um, Oxenfree, another really good story based game uh, has some supernatural twists in there. Oh yeah. Oxen- um, uh, yeah. That's a cool game. That's, the I, conversation I really like that mechanic was really cool in that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Gato Rubato, um, which is another super. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a really short um, Metroidvania. But again, you're a cat in yep. like a mech suit, which I mean, that should sell you hmm. right there. Um, yeah. Uh, Minute is a really interesting. Minute's game. cool. That one's a weird one. One of the more unique ones that I played. Um, so basically. Uh, the whole premise is you're this little guy and one minute. You, yep. Each run lasts one minute. And basically you're just trying to progress uh, as far as you can in one minute. And like, you know, you'll get clues on what to do next. And there's certain like 
checkpoints you can get. So, you know, you'll start in a different starting and point. And the actions you, you perform in a run carry over. So, like, if there's, right. like, a bridge and you can't, the bridge isn't, like, accessible, you could do something in the one minute to unlock it so that way when you die or you reboot, the next minute you can go through and... Yeah. Well, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. That's a really good one. Outer Wild like is the name. same thing. It's just, like, I think it's, like, a five-minute yeah. timer. It's, yeah, it's, cool it's, mechanic, it's longer. Though. But yeah, Minute has a really cool art style. It's like very reminiscent of original like Game Boy art. Um, it's like black and white style, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Enter the Gungeon and Exit the Gungeon. Yeah, Both buddy. super great games. And hard. Um, Those yep. bosses are hard. Yeah. Yep, very hard. Uh, Little Nightmares. That's... Uh, yeah, I just started playing I mean, that. That's really yeah, good. That's really really good which yeah because none of us mentioned fucking inside or uh, i was limbo. gonna mention inside yeah i played limbo this week and eh, it's not as great as i remember it's old inside's though. better inside's better for sure limbo's good but inside's way better i mean those if you're interested those are uh like side scrolling limbo started that whole thing though you know, right like atmospheric yeah yeah, yeah. atmospheric side scrolling puzzle the games silhouette or really cool kind of yep. platformer instant death kind of yeah um uh, let's see cave story which i think that's like regarded cave as story. like the original indie game um that's one of the first like quote-unquote indie games as we know them nowadays um that's like another a lot of indie games are like metroidvania type games well that one you could I mean, pick i'm all in for you could pick the different character you pick like three of six but you could pick any combination of them, but any combination of them can get you through. The no, you're, I know what you're thinking of. That's an Xbox Live game. No, he's thinking of a th- 3DS game. No? Uh, No, yeah, that's not the one. That's not the one that I'm thinking of. Um, It's like a pretty straightforward, like, yeah, you just play as this one character. Hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I played that one a couple years ago, but that's that's a fun one. Um. Ape Out. I don't know if you guys have ever seen or heard that one. The that Cave, one... Dave. The Cave. Oh, The Cave is what yeah. he was thinking of. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of at first as well. When I typed up Cave Story, then it came out what he's saying. Mm. Okay. The Cave is okay. I couldn't get far in that game. It was all right, though. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, Ape Out. I don't know if you guys have seen that one before, but that one is really freaking cool. Um, It's like it's a top you're play, basically you play as a gorilla escaping the zoo and it's like a top down the art style is awesome and it's uh the music goes with your actions so it's like freeform jazz um and every time you like uh basically you're going through these levels trying to kill all these humans and escape and every time you like throw something or swing it you know you get like a cymbal crash or like as you're walking through um you get the like that jazz dope. music going it's really cool. yeah i'm looking at the uh, artwork for the game and it's you it's would like, like this game Brandon. yeah it re- reminds me of like i don't know like um n plus where it's just very like vectorized very very yep. flat but uh i like that the album cover is like a jazz 19 yep. like 50s album well, each, i don't know yeah this is so cool the, i've never the heard cool of this thing game, about this game is each the each yeah dude it's really good each level is a different album so each level has a different aesthetic and sound um so it's really cool when you're going through the levels and you're just hearing all like the music that you know it's going 
with your actions. Um, so I would highly recommend that one. Okay. And then, yeah, we, we brought up Void Bastards before. That was my last one. It's a first-person shooter, roguelike. Roguelike? Um, and you're just going... Yep, you're just going through these ships um, and trying to make... it. I think you're like a prisoner, um, and you're basically just trying to do these tasks to win your freedom. Um, uh, that was a really good one. Uh, but yeah, those are all my honorable mentions. Sweet. That was a good list. And I think that was a lot of games. Yeah. It was a lot. Hope I that was hope everybody wrote all those. It was down. a lot of games. But I'm glad we did this because one, I just wanted to give a shout out to indie games, but two, I got like an awesome list now. Like Dave, FTL sounds fun on the iPad, uh Ape Out. Um I'm gonna have to check out like Into the Breach. So I'm I'm good. Like I got an awesome list of indie games to play, and I just finished a couple, so yeah, I don't know. Thanks for the game recommendations. These are awesome. It's the best because indie, indie, indie games. games is cheap. <laughs> yeah, they're cheap. Yeah, they're relative. They're and usually you're supporting small business in America. Yeah, you're exactly. Yeah, make America great. Yep. Yeah, buy more indie games. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you do always say that. Hey, Eric, what's going on? No, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, I know, I know. You say that all the time. <laughs> uh, okay, you guys got anything else to say? Otherwise, uh, Dave is going to be hosting uh, a fun new game for us. I'm ready. Yeah, just should be interesting. Support, uh, yeah, support indie studios. Um, if you only play AAA games, I would say try to you know take some of these recommendations and. Just try some out. I mean, there's like, there's in, an insane amount of indie games out there, and you're bound to find one that you, you know, that clicks with you. Here, here. All right, cool. All right, yeah, let's take a break and then let's play some games with each other. All right, that sounded weird. I came up with a new game called Two Truths and a Lie. I completely created it from the ground up. Nobody's ever done this before. No. Yes. How does it work? So basically, what I'll do, I'm going to say three things, statements. Two of them will be truths, and one of them will be a lie. And all you two have to do is just tell me which one of them is the lie. You both can pick That's the same it? one. You can both pick different ones. It's it's simple, straightforward. I got uh, five little setups here, so fifteen things total. But we'll do them three at a time. So if you guys are ready, I have a number in my head. Brandon, what is it? Oh God, seven. Uh, one. Uh, no, it was eight this time actually. Ooh. So Brandon, you get to go first. Wow, you get to well. I guess you get to choose first. Is that bad? Is yeah, that I don't good know. or bad? Yeah, it probably is worse to go first. I I don't know. Depends on which one, which one you go with. All right. So, uh, here is the first group of statements. Uh, number one, Shigeru Miyamoto's first game was never released in the United States. Uh, number two, Ice Climbers invented. 
or helped popularize jumping in video games. Or number three, the the Game Boy creator started out as a janitor at Nintendo. Oh, these are good ones. Those are three statements. Man, these are Which tough. one of them is the lie, Brandon? I'm going to go with uh, the first one was the lie. Miyamoto's come out. first it, game was never released in the United yes. States. Yeah, that's my pick. Eric, need me to reread any of them? Um, ooh. No, I. that was the one I was thinking, too. Um, same one as well all right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that one as well both of you are locking in uh well that is actually true miyamoto's first game was never released in the united states it was a game called devil world and apparently back in the day back in the day nintendo had some very strict policies on content and games especially when it comes to religious religious imagery and the base the game was basically a a pac-man clone the lie was Ice climbers did not help invent or popularize video jumping oh, in video games. Okay. It was it was Donkey Kong. I remember that one. Yep. Jumpman, yes. I was thinking I was thinking if Pitfall oh, had come out earlier. Because Pitfall had jumping too. Jumpman. But what am I thinking? Either way, Ice Climbers was not it. Alright. So goose eggs for both of you. That was a good I really that was a good lie. That was a good lie to come up like, with. Very sneaky sneaky. All right, next <laughs> next group. This is this is a good one. Uh, number one, uh, Kirby's original name was Tinkle Popo. <laughs> number two, Nintendo released a phone in Japan. Number three, the Nintendo sixty four had a disc drive add on. Eric, you are up first this time. Huh. Kirby's original name was Tinkle Popo. Nintendo released a phone in Japan, or the Nintendo 64 had a disk drive add-on. One of these is not true. Fuck. You look very con- you look very concerned over there. Uh like you're like you're thinking extra hard on this. Tinkle Popo, what the fuck? I've never even heard of that. That's I don't I, that sounds crazy enough to be true. I don't know if you would be you would be able to make that up. Um, <laughs> that was that's part of the tough one was coming up with lies. Um coming up with silly shit. I wanna say I don't want to talk through it too much to give Brandon hints. So I go with number one. Yeah. I think the lot I think uh Kirby is a lie. I think number one's a lie because Kirby was, I, from my understanding, he was just like a pink dot. They just kind of made something, right? And then they didn't know. And then they kind of got used to the shape of Kirby. And then they kind of just made him up on the fly, right? Or am I wrong? I don't I don't know the deep and dark history of Kirby. It was probably something much more sinister than that. <laughs> but uh, final answers uh, locked in. Uh, Nintendo did not release a phone in Japan. Eric yeah. gets the phone. Yes. Yeah, baby. Kirby's what? original name was Tinkle Popo. Oh, really? Sick. I, I... It was a GDC 2011 keynote. Uh, then President 
Satoru Iwata confirmed uh, that Tinkle Popo was indeed Kirby's original name and Tinkle that it Popo. ultimately That's changed to name. Kirby after Nintendo realized that the name would not play well with American consumers. I would have played Tinkle Popo over Kirby. I always thought that he was just kind of made up with no thought process. They kind of just happened. Huh. All right. He yeah. kinda, it looks like it, but uh, all right. There we go. One point for Eric. Was the 64 DD ever released? I don't remember. Was that actually a thing on the uh, market? In Japan, but it, okay. it, hit, okay. it, it hit the ground. You know the 64 DD then? Do, okay. yeah. Yeah, I, I had never even heard about that until I was looking for weird shit to make up. So, uh, yeah, apparently <laughs> they they were trying to figure out, like, the cartridge problem, and they put out an add-on, and it just... yeah. It was a big pile of shit in Japan, so they just never released it here. Okay. All right. Sweet. Next group. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go here. All right. Number one. Uh, the NES is the longest lasting gaming console. Number two. Paul Rudd was in a Super Nintendo commercial. Or number three, the name Nintendo can be roughly translated from Japanese to English as leave fun in heaven. Brandon, number you one. are the first person. Number the one. NES was the longest lasting game console is false, says Brandon. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Eric, do you need any uh, repeats? What was the last one again? Uh, the name Nintendo can be roughly translated from Japanese to English as leave fun in heaven. Okay, I'm trying to think of the years on the NES. Um, hmm. uh, came to North America in 1985. That's what I thought. I know there was some late NES games in the 90s but okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go with one as well one as well uh that my friends is true the nes is the longest lasting gaming console uh came out in north america in 1985 and japan in 1983 the nes lasted almost a full decade longer in japan is it hardware production or game production with I was thinking game production. I bet it's hardware production. I did not think of that. I'm thinking because, um, like, because if you're making games for Nintendo, you can also go all the way back to Atari and ma- and people still make like homebrew Atari games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you this know, is strictly Nintendo, but it, the line must be the last one because uh, I know Paul Rudd was in a Nintendo, Nintendo Wii. F- I feel like the Wii is so Nintendo sporty. finally called possible? it quits it in 2003. Full twenty years after it released, sure. they finally stopped it with that thing. So, wow. two thousand three—that is wow, that's insane. That is fucking long ass time. Who's the but company? Yes, Paul Rudd was the in company? Super Nintendo. That's crazy. I'm guessing Nintendo's putting shit out for it. So, I knew about the Paul. I knew that's about the Paul Rudd thing. So, it, yeah, yep. it must be the last one. Yep. Yeah, that was a good. Uh yeah the thing. the real translation of Nintendo to English is "Leave luck to heaven." Not leave fun to heaven. Sure, whatever. Leave, fun okay. to <laughs> All right. leave luck to heaven. Well, whatever. Yeah. Well, All they right. were like Tricky. a card manufacturer in the very beginning, I think originally. Yep, that makes sense. Before they got well, speaking of which, oh, cards. 
Number one, Nintendo originally made sexy playing cards. Ooh, sexy playing cards. Number two, original Xbox's final title was Madden NFL 2009. Or Bill Gates was originally in talks with CEO Naboku. I can't even say that. Sony CEO to create a PSX before the launch of the original Xbox. What? Hold on. Say that last one again. So, Bill Gates was in talks with the Sony CEO before the original Xbox to create a PSX. Interesting. Okay. Number one, Nintendo made sexy playing cards. Number two, original Xbox's final title was Madden NFL 2000 or 2009. Number three, Bill Gates, Sony CEO, Naboku Noboko Yuki Adai Idai. Uh, I'm horrible. But <laughs> they were gonna they were gonna cross marginate. Yeah, that was pretty butchery. Oh. Uh who, who's up first? Eric here? Yeah. Wow. Man, these are yeah. these are tough. I'm impressed. Um Yeah, three is interesting because I, you know that Nintendo and Sony have a version out there where they collabed yep. and made a console together. Yep. So would Sony collab with Microsoft to do that? You know, like Nintendo and Sony are Japanese companies. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to give you ideas, but I'm just thinking about that whole. Right. I think. Are you trying to misdirect me here, or what? <laughs> no, I'm brainstorming. <laughs> with you. Oh man, this is man, uh, this is tough. Oh man. Fuck. What? What was number two yeah. again? I'm, I fucking forgot. Uh, Xboxes. Oh, the original Madden. Xboxes the, final the title. Game. Okay. Madden 09. Wow. Um, that one I could believe. What was the first one, Dave? Sorry. We were bad. Uh, Nintendo originally made sexy playing cards. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we know it made cards. Right. I don't know if they were sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, fuck. This is... I feel like this one's the toughest one yet, man. Um... I just got to take a shot in the dark here and say, for some reason, my gut is saying the first one, the Nintendo one, because I, I don't know. I don't know if they were sexy. I think they were just regular playing cards, but maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I'm going with. I'll go with two. Uh, let's see, the original Xbox. The last- yeah, the last game was 2009. I could easily. I don't know, probably Mad, wrong on that, but Madden? yeah, for it sure. sounds so believable that uh, that's why I'm going against it because well, it sounds so obvious. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to say that you are both losers on this one. Both of those are true. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I almost went Bill with Gates. Three. They Thought did try. It. Bill Gates was in talks with over there. But Sony ended up rejecting the offer, and Gates reportedly took it quite personally, recognized that the PS2 as a major threat to PC gaming. They ended up investing heavily in Xbox oh, because Sony, Sony told them to piss off. Uh, yeah, there was some weird okay. stuff. Um, yes, they Nintendo made sexy playing cards. They owned, uh, quote, love hotels at one point. And were party to some weird, vaguely pornographic games in the early years of the NES. I do remember those. I remember the porn games on NES. 
that is weird and creepy. So, uh, I'll have that. No, certainly no leisure suit, Larry. Um, so we're still at Eric with one and Brandon wow. with a big fat goose egg. Man, Crazy. I made these little too tough. These are good though. I like. These. I guess. No, that's I guess fun. that's it's, means they're good. Stressful. All right. Well, since I we had some Nintendo, we got a little bit of Xbox. This one's over to PlayStation. So, uh, number one, the first major Sony developed game was Motor Tune Grand Prix. Uh, number two. The PlayStation was the first major console to offer external memory cards for save games. Or number three, the best-selling game on PlayStation 1 was the sim racing game Grand Turismo. Oh my god, this is not... What was the first one again? The first major Sony-developed game was Motor Tune Grand Prix. Tune as in T-O-O-N. Brandon, you were up first on this one. Yep, first Hello. game was was Moto Grand Two, whatever. Uh, then the third one was uh, the PlayStation the was game. the first major console to offer external memory cards. Is number two, and then Gran Turismo is the last. Yeah. Gran Turismo was the best selling game on PlayStation One. Okay, do, I'm gonna go with do, number two. Do, 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 Interesting. Do. Okay, Brandon mm-hmm. says it was not. The first console to offer external memory, so memory cards. That is my choice. Huh. Eric. So the first one was just read that one again. Oh, the first major Sony developed game was Motor Tune Grand Prix. I'm going to go with that one is false. It's bullshit, but maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) But that's my final Uh, answer. Well,. As disappointing as it is, uh, that is actually true. The first major Sony developed game was Motor. No, that's true. Oh no, I thought no, I was. No, yeah, I thought I was right. No hands down. up in there. By a team called uh, Polys, it would go on to later become Polyphony Digital, creator of the legendary Gran Turismo series. Wow, interesting. Uh, uh, the Gran Turismo series. Uh, let's see. Let me find the last one. The best-selling games on the PlayStation. Was Grand Turismo. Yeah, it's massive. Followed by Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil, Tekken 3, Tomb Mm -hmm. Raider, and Crash Bandicoot. Uh, The first one was... Or no, the second one was a lie. PlayStation was not the first console to uh, have the memory cards. Uh, The first one was the SNK Neo Geo. PlayStation was the second major console to offer external memories. Good one. Wow. So, unfortunately, we ended up at a tie. Oh, that's it? No tie break? Okay. Our first tie. Hold on. I can... Um, No, we don't like that. We're not tying? Okay. Uh, Let me look something up real quick here. Um, Oh, my. All right. (laughs) All right. We'll we'll do do this one right here. Video game demographics. 27 powerful stats. Can't wait. Uh, We're just going to pick up. You both are going to give me a number. Tell me the average. The average gamer is this many years old. Oh, God. 
Okay. This is uh, who goes first here? <laughs> Eric, Eric, you go first. Breaker. Yeah, I think it's Eric's closest. No, we're here. just yeah, we're shooting at it because okay. I want I don't want you guys to tie again and make me have to come up with another one. I need a. I need a. Average gamer is this many years old. Eric, doesn't matter if you go over. Just whoever's closest. I guess I can do that math. The average gamer. Um. Shit. Okay. I feel like this is coming from tech techjury.net is giving us these demographics. I feel like it's like me, so I'm just going to go with 26 my age. 26 years old. All right. Uh Brandon. I think it's way higher, dude. Really? Um I'm going to Oh yeah. My my initial number was 42. So I'm going to maybe lower it to 38 just so I can just be more confident and get the win. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I don't doubt it, it. It's it's Yeah, I'll go 38. 38. Final answer is the average gamer is 34 years old. Okay. Brandon. Yeah, I knew it was going to be the 30s. I just thought it would be way high. I thought it would be 30. I thought the number was going to be like 36, 38. But I was just like. Sure. I have no fucking clue. I just took a shot in the dark. I remember all these. Old people gamers, 70% of gamers are 18 or older. 45% of U.S. gamers are women. Wow. Hmm. Bet, bet you didn't know. Well, it's good. It's fun to learn those random things. That's what I was going to end up pulling some questions from is like, like random statistics, but I thought these little factoids would be a little more interesting. So congratulations, Brandon. You good game. Finally the victor. All right. Uh, well, uh, I am victorious. Don't Eric, get too cocky. <laughs> do you mind uh, just plugging some social activity and then we'll uh, wrap things up? Yeah. Um, so you can, as always, follow us on Twitter at Nomads of Fantasy. Shoot us an email at Nomads of Fantasy at gmail.com um, for whatever you want. Still waiting on that first email. Send it in. Anything. I'm begging. Nobody uses email anymore. That's true. Uh, whatever. Follow us on Twitter, at least. <laughs> at Nomads <laughs> of Fantasy. Um, uh, just to do a quick little uh, Twitter plug here. Um, I asked before we recorded to let us know what your favorite indie games were um, on Twitter. And we got a reply from Jacob Iveson uh a an avid listener to our show yep. so we really appreciate that um but he said he never really got into indie games mostly because he barely has time for the AAA games uh he buys but never gets through um but hotline miami was so much fun and rocket league mm-hmm. is considered an indie too before they got bought out by epic but uh he put a lot of time into that one which rocket league i can agree is fucking love yeah, that dude. game um how, that's been around for ages before it was rocket league yeah, it, it was around there's a couple iterations of yep, it yep uh yeah i fucking love rocket league i put a ton of time into that one uh hotline miami is also on my backlog of uh games Same. to play i bought that on i've heard good things steam summer sale last year and haven't i bought like the whole oh, collection okay. haven't played it yet but that's that's one i need to get to hmm but, yeah, yeah, dude, I, I want to play nice. those. Those, games. Two, those two good ones. Yep. See, all, 
all he has to do is just buy one less AAA game and you can fit in like two or three more indie games oh, into his gaming schedule. That's, that's the thing. That's, yep. yep. Shorter, cheaper, yeah. all that. Yeah, that's that's why we love them. Yeah, yeah. They're highly innovative. They're charming. Uh, Creative, Sometimes unique. the stories yep. are very, yeah, they're, it's, they're, they're worth your time for sure. So yeah, definitely. All right, well. I think that's it. Uh, I think we can wrap up. It was a long one. So it was a long gave. one, boys. Long haul. For like the short one, for the short games, we spent the most amount of time, but we talked about a lot of stuff. So I thought it was awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. That was great. Yeah, play some, play some, play some of these games that we talked about, um, and let us know what you think. There's so many to choose from. Just, just fucking play them. Do you want to hear my do you want to hear my poop story? Do we want that on record? You could yeah, you could if you could put this in, you know, as a little okay. Easter egg. Just one little part of it, but I had to drop my brother off at the airport at I had to leave my house at 4:30 in the morning. And like you said, Eric, sometimes you try and poop and you don't want your body doesn't ready not ready to let it go. I tried pooping twice at 4:30 in the morning cuz I know that once my body gets up, like one of the first things it does is it has to poop. Get all the way to the airport, drop them off. By the time I'm, I'm like shutting the door, dropping them off from like baggage claim or whatever. I'm like, shit, I'm not getting home right now. <laughs> it's like, I drop them off. It's like five in the morning, so there's literally nothing open anywhere. I'm, I'm going down Genesee. I see a little like business park or whatever. I just pull right in. There's like a row of pine trees just behind it. Reach in the glove box, <laughs> grab some Kleenex. <laughs> And I went and I shit uh, between two pine trees off the uh, on a little side road, and then just you popped just a left it <laughs> in the pine trees, and then just left it oh there. God. And then I was like, "Peace out! I'm going back home, and I'm going back to sleep. Fuck this!" Oh my god, you must have had to take a shit real bad. Wait, hold on a second. It hits you. It hits you like a thunder wave. Tell me sometimes. What. What did you clean? I had a clean whole up with? box of Kleenex in my car. You animal. So it was not like I was not like I was dirty on the okay. way home or anything. But <laughs> shit. Yeah, it, it was oh a. Boy. Was it at least a Classy. you know a clean wiper or was it the one where you got to wipe like a hundred? Oh times? no, it was a cl- it was a clean wiper. Not like you're <laughs> like right. okay, you're tr- you're trying to wipe off a marker. No, it's not like that. Yeah, that's good. That sucks. Oh, I hate that marker butt. Marker butt. I didn't know marker butt was a thing. Huh. All right. <laughs>